Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. This is your place if you are launching your career as a nurse or are preparing to launch. If you're growing into your role or growing into a new role, or if you're seeking to thrive or just need a little refresh in your work as a nurse or your life as a nurse. Living your best nursing life doesn't just happen. It takes energy and dedication. On this podcast, you will have the opportunity to learn, live, and love all the experiences of being a nurse. Nursing is truly an amazing journey. It's your amazing journey. It's your license. It's your career. It's your job. It's your reality. And it's your certification. It's all about you. You will get strategies and stories, inspiration, information on how to live your best life in this podcast. This is all about helping you stay fresh, energized, and making sure that you are your best self on the job. And when you're off the job, when you finish that day shift or that night shift, or your day is done. And this is about today, tomorrow, and your nursing future. So hang on. Thank you for being here with me on this amazing journey that we call nursing life. Welcome to the CareerWise Nurse Podcast. I'm Natalie Dietrich, your host, and I appreciate you being here with me today. My guest today is Rachel Dick, and she is a registered nurse and certified holistic nurse coach. Her passion lies in helping individuals unlock their creative potential. And those individuals that we're talking about today are nurses, not only nurses, but We want nurses to know what's out there for them to tell their story from their work and to share their reflections on their work because nursing is an amazing journey and there's so many ways to launch, grow, and thrive and make the most of this journey in nursing life. Rachel will tell you a little bit about herself, but I'm going to give you a little spoiler alert. She has a big change going on in her life now related to her work as a nurse. And she will tell you during this episode, one reason she's here today is to tell us how she got to where she is now. And I'll make sure you know how to connect with her because it's kind of contagious. And it is an example of how nursing takes you in amazing directions. Rachel, welcome. Tell us about yourself. Just start off this episode. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast, Natalie. I really um, appreciate this opportunity to share my story. So my name is Rachel. I live in California. I grew up in Canada. So um, I moved here about 13 years ago. And I've been a nurse for about a decade. Most of that time, I've worked bedside on a medical, surgical, orthopedic unit. And recently, I transitioned out of my bedside position, and I became certified as a holistic nurse coach. Um, And now um, I'm actually uh, quitting my job. I just quit my job, and my last shift will be next week. And I'm going to be full-time teaching nurses how to write and teaching nurses how to express themselves better and how to be more creative, because this is a huge passion of mine. Thanks, Rachel. You're going to tell us in this episode 
how you got to where you are now. So first of all, um, when we had our call just to get acquainted and talk more about getting ready for today, you talked about the writing workshops you're doing. And there's some events over the last couple of years that have really moved you to go in this direction. Start with what prompted you to make the change. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So my shift to nurse coaching, um, obviously there's a lot of stories that kind of fit into this, but I'm going to start about a year and a half ago. For me, that was a big wake up call awakening moment. So um, a year year and a half ago on January 6th, 2021, I heard that there was going to be a rally in Sacramento, California, and there were rallies all across the country that day. The most famous one was in Washington, D.C. on Capitol Hill over there. Um, And I knew that there were going to be a lot of reporters at this rally, and I really wanted to speak to a reporter about an issue that was very near and dear to my heart. So I live about I lived about two hours from Sacramento at the time. So I put on my favorite pair of scrubs. I took a giant American flag. I jumped in my car and I drove to Sacramento. And I was lucky. I met a reporter within a few minutes of arriving there on Capitol Hill. There was a lot of buzz. There was a lot of people. There were reporters. There was there was media. And I met a NPR reporter who had a local radio station up in Sacramento. And he saw my scrubs and he came over to me and and asked me what I wanted to talk about. So I spoke to him about the COVID-19 shutdowns. This is a topic that I've been very passionate about. And I spoke to him and I told him that at the time our hospital was experiencing a surge and COVID-19 is very real and um, was really impacting the hospital and the nurses. But I was very passionate about speaking about this issue of how the shutdowns were affecting our patients. So I spoke to this reporter for about 20 minutes. I told him um, about um, you know, patients who were experiencing elderly neglect, we were seeing delayed cancer diagnoses, we were seeing depression, we were seeing um, suicide attempts, you know, alcohol relapses, and just general issues. And, and especially I was um, also, I also spoke about how the shutdown was affecting children, and the school shutdown was affecting children. And we had a really nice conversation. This reporter was super polite, super respectful. Um, I'm pretty sure his opinions were different than mine on that particular issue. Um, But he let me speak, he gave me a voice, um, and we had a really wonderful conversation. So that was kind of the end of that. Um, I went home. And so that was uh, Capitol Hill, I think it was on a Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember. And then on Friday, um, I was cooking, I remember in my kitchen, and I get a call from work. And I thought, this is weird. I'm not due to be at work for like another four or five days. Why are they calling me? And I pick up the phone and the call was from employee health. And the woman on the other side of the phone said, hi, Rachel, I'm calling from employee health. Um, I just want to let you know that you are suspended from work and you cannot come to work until you receive a COVID swab. And she said, you were cited on social media without a mask in a crowd. And my heart kind of sank. I had a feeling I knew what she was talking about. I didn't know what picture she was talking about because I had not posted anything on my personal accounts. And I thought, this is really strange. And I was particularly upset because at the time it was still, um, this was kind of before the vaccines had rolled out, before a lot of the mandates came along. And at the time, 
I knew that it was against our hospital policy to mandate COVID swabs. Our, our, our medical director had explicitly said that no, no staff would be forced to take a COVID swab without, you know, would be forced to take a COVID swab. And um, I was just really, really confused and uh, kind of upset. So anyway, I immediately, after I got off the phone with the employee health, I called my, uh, the president of my union. And I've been very involved in my union for years. I've been the union rep. I've represented people, you know, in front of HR. I, I'm, I'm very passionate about our union. This is something I really, I, I've been involved. I've been to many union meetings. And I called the president. She worked down the hallway from me. She knows me. And I told her the story. And I'm so fortunate because she was so supportive. And the first thing she said to me was, Rachel, you did nothing wrong. You were expressing your opinion. You were um, exercising your right to free speech. And um, I'm a Catholic. I know what it's like to come to work and hide my beliefs. And I will support you every step of the way. So I was really, really fortunate that my, my union was totally behind me. Anyway, this kind of progressed. And the hospital had me um, attend HR meetings. And I was made to feel like a really bad person. I was told that I'm endangering patients. And, you know, I'm going to kill grandma. And all these horrible things really made me feel... Um, bad about what I had done, even though I, I knew in my heart of hearts that I hadn't done anything wrong. I was just expressing my opinion as a medical professional, speaking to the press. You know, this is the United States of America. We have free speech here for the time being. So I ended up having an HR meeting and there were several people in that meeting. I felt very um, protective, like I had to protect uh, myself and my job. Um, I ended up taking the COVID swab just to make everybody happy because I really was not looking for a fight. I was not looking to hurt anyone. Um, I knew that this would make people feel safer. So I took the COVID swab, even though that was against the hospital policy. Um, and then I ended up in this HR meeting. And one of the things that I said to the HR rep was, you know, it's really interesting because um, my coworkers were going to rallies all summer, in the summer of 2020. Um, there were a lot of rallies that summer, and I totally support them. And I think it's wonderful that they're expressing their opinion on, on a very important issue. Um, but they all posted pictures on social media, and none of them were wearing masks. And not a single one of them were pulled before HR and told, you know, forced to take a COVID swab and, and told that they did something wrong. So I said, to me, this is very clear and blatant political discrimination. You're discriminating against me because of my beliefs and because of what I expressed at that rally. This has nothing to do with COVID and this has nothing to do with the safety of the patients. And the room kind of fell silent. The meeting fizzled out. I was left alone. I was not bothered about this issue again. I think I kind of hit home with that statement about political discrimination. But um, it was a very harrowing experience. Um, I have given my heart and soul to this job for almost a decade. Um, I'm a really good nurse. And I felt like I was being picked on just for expressing myself. And um, it was a real wake up call for me. I, I had nightmares for, for months. Um, I would have nightmares about being naked and exposed at work. I think, I think it's pretty clear what that means, but it was a real wake up call for me that if I want to be able to express my opinion, especially on medical issues, which I think is really important that nurses should be able to speak freely when there's, when there's a deadly pandemic raging across the country, nurses should be able to express their opinion on that. And I thought, if I want to be able to express my opinion, I can't be employed by someone else. I need to be self-employed. I need to find alternate ways of using my nursing license and my skills and my gifts and my abilities. So that started a journey of searching for um, a more holistic route. And I did a lot of Googling, holistic nursing. And eventually I came across the Nurse Coach Collective. And I uh, went through their incredible program. It's an eight-month program. 
super wonderful program. I highly recommend it. And that program taught me all about um, self-belief, self-care, um, holistic modalities, how to incorporate that into our nursing practice. And I realized that as a nurse, I can be self-employed. I can be my own boss and um, not have to worry about expressing myself and opening my mouth. So that that was the big wake-up moment that sort of shook me awake and um, moved me on this on this journey. I would just want to ask you a question uh, and highlight something really important here. First, how long were you off of work when they called you to say you were suspended because you were without a mask or they, you know, they observed something and wanted to call you on that? How long were you off work? Yeah. So, okay. So I was off work for a week. Um, That was without pay. I was never compensated for those wages. Um, The picture in question was a picture that the reporter who spoke to me had posted on Twitter and strangers saw the picture tagged my hospital, called their HR department. I mean, we call this doxing. I think that's the official word term for this when people, because it, it didn't state, the post did not state where I worked. So it just had my name, a name and a picture. That was it. And based off that name and the picture, strangers on the internet, malicious people who wanted to get me fired, called my hospital and, and um, told them, oh, you know, this nurse um, is endangering people. And here she is without a mask. And Um, Besides which I was wearing a mask. I took the mask off for the picture, you know, and the picture in question was outdoors. I was not standing near another human being. So again, political discrimination, blatant political discrimination. So you weren't paid for your time off. And the other thing I want to highlight, and these are not, these are just observations from your story. So you have been a nurse for about a decade. And now you are able to leave your job from the bed at the bedside and do something that allows you to support yourself, your family through another recognizable nursing practice role, your coaching. And you've done this traditional nursing work for a decade. Now you're going to do something that's not really new, but is recognized as a new specialty, right? So nurses don't have to spend years at the bedside especially when they feel like their values and their freedoms are not being protected or recognized and respected in a, in an, as an employee, you made a change. You're making a change. You've done all the groundwork over the past many months to go in a direction that fulfills you, serves you and lets you be your own unique individual self and not hide your, your true thoughts and feelings. So you are, I give you credit for making the change. And I want nurses to, from, from this episode, take away that there is a place for you and you can be your true self inside and outside of the workplace. hundred percent. And, and it, it takes, it takes effort. I'm, I'm not going to say it was an easy journey an easy road. I mean, building a business while still working bedside, because I still work night shift this whole time. I've been working night shift at that same job. It has not been easy, but it has been the most rewarding thing I have ever done. And um, yeah, my message to nurses is we have such an incredible toolbox. I mean, we are, I don't, I can't think of a profession that's better at interacting with people. We hold space for people at the most vulnerable times in their life. I mean, we have communication skills. We're able to literally juggle fire at work. You know, we, we, we do so much and we have so many skills that can be translated um, in other ways. And, and we can continue to help people. That's the exciting part. I, I, I'm, I'm really, um, 
grateful to the Nurse Coach Collective, um, and I'm really grateful that this is a specialty within nursing. Um, it really gives nurses a lot of freedom. Um, you really can do whatever you want. I mean, when I became a nurse coach, I didn't even know what I was going to do with it. I just knew that I wanted to learn more about holistic nursing. Um, and what came out of it is now I'm teaching nurses how to write. I'm teaching nurses how to be more creative. And I, I, I never thought that, you know, that's what I would end up doing. But there's so much you can do with your skill set. And I encourage nurses to think outside the box because um, there's a shift happening right now in the world and in healthcare. And nurses are at the forefront of that. And if we can really step into our power and really uh, recognize how powerful we are and how much we have to give, we we can we can change the world. And the CareerWise Nurse podcast is really about launch, grow, and thrive. So launching your career, growing into a role or a new role. For experienced nurses, a new role and thriving, loving the work you do, making it fit in your life instead of having your life fit in your job. Because Rachel, wouldn't you say that a lot of the work that you've done over the last decade, you had to make your life fit into your work, didn't you? On shifts, 100%. night shift or day shift, a schedule that's 24-7, seven days a week. You don't have full control over what you're doing when you want to plan your life next week or in the next three months, right? Yes, 100%. I mean, I have memories of, uh, uh, you know, using a breast pump on night shift and, um, you know, leaving my babies for 12 hours at a time and, and you know, staying up all night and, and um, having to answer to someone else's schedule. And, and it's challenging. And again, I'm very grateful for the time that I had at the bedside. It, it, it taught me so much. And, and the stories that I took away and the patients who I was able to, to touch and help and heal um, so powerful, so amazing. And and I, I think nurses at the bedside are doing amazing work. Um, but I'm just really excited to be able to step away from that and and step into something a little more, a little bigger and something that fits into my life. I think the nurses way, which is your business and your program for nurses, is something that all nurses could should consider at any point in their career, whether they're brand new grads and they want to capture the experiences of being a new grad, that novice experience, your earliest nursing practice, or those people that are looking for something new in nursing or are trying to recover from burnout or need to keep a roof over their head by working as a nurse. They don't feel they have other options, but they want to learn to cope and manage and refresh and love what they're doing. So tell us about the nurse's way, and then you can say how this really ties into your coaching. And we know what pushed you to move in a direction where you are your true self. But tell us more about the nurse's way. I would love to. Okay. So to tell you about the nurse's way, I'm actually going to rewind five years. We're going to go back in time a little further. So um, about five years ago, I was traveling from San Francisco to Toronto. Toronto is where I grew up. Um, We were going home to visit our family in the summer. And I was flying with my three little kids and my husband. And about an hour before landing, an announcement uh, came over the intercom. And one of the flight attendants said, do we have any nurses, doctors, or medical professionals on the flight? We have a passenger in distress and we can use some assistance. And I remember sitting there and thinking, um, again, I I had a baby, an infant, less than a year old. And I thought, oh, God, please, somebody else stand up please somebody else stand up. And you know, the the time slows down and the clock is ticking. And um, I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get up and help. 
And I got up, I went to the back of the plane, I spoke to the flight attendant. And basically what had happened was one of the flight attendants was going down the aisle with a snack cart and she had banged into somebody's knee. Now this person was making a whole to-do, he was making a big stink and he wanted to see medical professional. So I thought, okay, interesting. Um, so I went over to see this gentleman and um, he was totally fine. He actually had his laptop open and he was recording the entire thing. So it was pretty clear to me that this guy was trying to get something out of the airline or something was something was a little fishy. But anyway, I spoke to him. I told him to take some Advil, put some ice on it. I said, we're landing in an hour, go to urgent care. And then I turned around to go back to the back of the plane to get back to my family. And this uh, middle-aged woman was kind of blocking my way. She had her arms spread out. She was holding onto the two seats and she wouldn't let me pass. And she looked really distressed, really angry. And she said, what happened? What happened? And, you know, I, I put on my calm nurse Rachel voice and I'm, I'm trying to calm this woman down. I said, don't worry, everything's okay. Somebody was just being a little bit melodramatic. And then she says, how dare you? That's my son you're talking about. You are so unprofessional. You're a terrible nurse. And she starts yelling at me and verbally berating me, really making me feel like a bad person. And I'm about to apologize, you know, that people pleaser tendency comes out. And then I pause and I thought about it. And I turned to her and I said, you know what? I left my husband at the back of the plane with three small children, including an infant, so I could go help a stranger. So I'd appreciate if you move up, if you would move out of my way and let me get back to them. So that kind of, you know, quieted her down and she let me pass. And then by the time I got to the back of the plane, there had been two other nurses that had stood up. Um, one of them, as you'll see in a moment, she's somebody who can smell a story from a mile away. And she turned to me and she said, what happened? You know, tell me what happened. And I, you know, I told her the story. I told her about the mother who had been verbally berating me. And she said, you might not know who I am. Um, my name is Tilda Shaloff. I'm a registered nurse. I'm an author. I've been a nurse for 40 years and I've written five books. One of them was a bestseller. I'm very well known in the nursing world. I'm very well connected. They teach my book in nursing schools. If anybody tells you that you did something wrong, you send them to me. You give them my number. She's like, you did nothing wrong. You helped a stranger and you did not deserve to be spoken to that way. And I was like, wow, this woman like really supported me. And I felt like, like, um, I don't know, just this, this bond, like this generational nursing, you know, like she, she's been a nurse for a while and I'm, I was a newer nurse and she really supported me and, and, and made me feel good. Um, and I was also excited because I've always wanted to write. That's always been a dream of mine. I've always sort of wanted to write a book. I have a lot of great family stories. My grandparents are Holocaust survivors and I've always, and nursing stories galore. I have so many great nursing stories and I've always sort of wanted to write a book. So um, we had this really great conversation. We ended up keeping in touch and we kind of struck up a friendship. So that was five years ago. We've kept in touch on and off. I've sent her some things that I've written. And, and you know, and um, anyway, in this past year, I became a nurse coach. I got certified. I've been working on my coaching practice. Um, I do some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, but I had a client who, who had uh, recommended the book, The Artist's Way to Me. And this is a beautiful book. Um, my client told me about the book. It's about, you know, being more creative and, and having more expression. And it's about writing and, and, and artistry and, and being an artist. And um, I bought this book. It sat on my shelf for like six months because I have a lot of books that sit on the shelf. You know, I, I get excited. I buy a lot of books. Anyway, I was inspired one day. I picked up the book. I started reading it. And the book talks about daily journaling. 
So right away, I was so inspired. I started the journaling right away. And I, I did my first, they're called morning pages. That's what Julia Cameron calls this, this style of journaling. And I had done my first day of morning pages. And then I went to check my email and I get an email from Tilda. We had been going back and forth. And sure enough, in her email, she wrote, Rachel, have you ever heard of the book, The Artist's Way? I think it would really resonate with you. And I thought, you know, I responded right away. I just started doing the pages today. I just picked up the book and I was like, if this is not a sign, I don't know what is. So I, I started doing these morning pages and I started noticing huge, huge shifts in my life from the simple practice of sitting down every day and writing three pages stream of consciousness. It's a very simple practice. There's no wrong way to do the pages. There's not a lot of rules. She says to do them in the morning, but if you're a nurse, I give you full permission. You can do it at night. You can do it whenever. So I started noticing these really big shifts in my life. And then I started thinking, nurses need this. Like this is something that would really resonate with nurses because a lot of nurses are blocked creatives. I know myself, I'm, um, I've, I've always been an artist as a kid. I'm a big doodler. I'm a writer. I, I love art. And I had wanted to be like, I wanted to go into an artistic profession, you know, like an interior designer or an art therapist or something. But then I was like, got to be practical, you know, let me become a nurse. And also I wanted to help people. That was a big piece of it. But I know a lot of nurses that are like that, that sort of push their creative abilities aside because they're doing such a practical, hands-on job and they don't think of themselves as artists. And I thought, I want to bring the artist's way to nurses. And it's cool because when I was... I was sick once I had strep throat and I was laying in bed and um, I didn't know I had strep, but my throat was on fire. My throat was really, really bothering me. And I was feverish and I woke up in the middle of the night and you know, when you're like not feeling well and your mind is just kind of racing and all these thoughts were coming like fast and furious. And I had this thought and I was like, I want to take the artist's way. I want to create a course together with Tilda, use her support, use her, her expertise, her knowledge, her, her, her understanding of the publishing industry and navigating all of that. And I want to create a course for nurses to help them become more expressive and creative. Um, it wasn't until later that it occurred to me how cool that was because the throat, if you think about, if you know about the chakra systems, the throat chakra represents self-expression and, and sharing your voice and speaking up. So it was kind of cool that I had strep throat when this idea like came to me, you know, and I just went from there. I was so excited about this idea and it just felt so right that I just ran into it like, you know full speed ahead. And we created this course and we just finished our first season. So we just worked together with 10 nurses for four months and um, we're, we're teaching nurses how to be more creative, how to use Julia Cameron's book and her system of, of automatic journaling to tell our stories, to own our voice, to be more expressive, to be more articulate and to really say what we want to say. Because I think it's so important for nurses to not only um, have a good grasp of what our message is and understand what it is we want to say, but to have the courage to step out and say it. So that's that's my passion. That's my this is my baby. I'm I'm so excited about this course. Yeah, that's a little bit about how it how it came to be. And now it's fully implemented in its early years of life. And I think about nursing and the nurse's way. It's the art of nursing, right? It's a practice and we give our heart and soul to our patients. So you allowing nurses to come together in a group gives accountability and community to reflect on experiences in a setting where there's things that are common among those writers and things that are unique. And you're working together to help everyone have the best nursing life and the best life possible. Because what we do at work, we carry it home with us. 
It wakes us up in the middle of the night or the middle of sleeping during the day between night shifts. It's hard to walk away from what we experience at our work. And you're, you're bringing out the creative juices. You know, you're helping people put their thoughts down on paper or they could record them. You're just helping people to collect their thoughts in a way where they can reflect. And hopefully that the thoughts and all, the whole thing gets out there for people to hear and people can share their experiences. What do people do after they've written in your group? What are some of the outlets for getting those ideas out there? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I I like to sort of break it down the process of whatever your creative project is, whether it's writing a book or starting a podcast or starting a blog or even promoting yourself on social media for a business, whatever it is, there's kind of, and they're, they're, they're overlapping, but there's kind of phase one and phase two. And phase one is learning who you are, um, doing the journaling, going inwards, figuring out what your message is. Um, that's kind of phase one. And then phase two is where you're starting to publish, you're starting to share, you're starting to, to get that message out there. So we, we, we focus a little bit more heavily on phase one, which is really where we're, we're doing a lot of journaling. We do writing prompts in the workshop. So we do writing in the workshop. We get to share the things that we write with each other, which is a really powerful exercise. But we focus pretty heavily on phase one, but a lot of the nurses are starting to move into phase two. And most of the nurses who are in my workshop are nurses who are looking for, you know, more unconventional ways of utilizing their, their nursing license. So a lot of them have businesses. A lot of them are entrepreneurs. So a lot of them are using their creativity just to, to be more relatable on social media and to be able to distill their message down in a way that really touches people. Um, a lot of the nurses who join our workshop um, do want to write books. That is a big dream of theirs. And we're so, so lucky to have Tilda to help us and guide us. And um, she she's just a wealth of information and knowledge. And, and she walked through this process six times, uh, soon to be seven. So she really understands what it takes to publish a book. So um, yeah, we really, we, but we really focus on like, let's figure out what your message is. Let's figure out what your story is. Let's figure out what the arch of your life looks like. And um, we've, we've seen amazing results. There, there are nurses who came into the workshop. I remember at the beginning of our first season, there were nurses who came out, who came in and said, I'm not a writer. I don't even know why I'm here, but something about this workshop spoke to me. And I remember saying to them at the end of the workshop, reflecting back, you know, I remember when you said you weren't a writer and that's fine. You don't have to be a writer. I mean, you could be somebody who wants to start a podcast, but the idea is you want to express yourself in some capacity. Um, they all identify as writers now. You know, most of them are, are again, promoting their business and, and, and doing videos online and, and all sorts of amazing creating content, all, doing all sorts of amazing things and getting their message out. But yeah, we, we really help nurses find their voice and figure out what it is that they want to say to the world. I love it because I know I have a book to write. So in 2023, I'm going to join your group. Yeah. <laughs> one thing at a time. And I realized the writing process will help me to accomplish one of my goals that I have to write a book about being a caregiver. And nurses have so many stories to share personal, professional. This is a community for anyone who's a nurse who wants to come and write. I also realize nurses that are brand new to practice, because I do encourage new nurses and student nurses to, to listen to the CareerWise Nurse podcast. New nurses have stories to tell from their very beginning days of practice or searching for a job. There's so much to say. 
at any point in your nursing life. Rachel, I want to ask you about how people can get in touch with you regarding the nurse's way. I do have your website information, racheldickcoaching.com. But for the nurse's way, could you just point people in your direction? And I'll put it in the show. I'll put it in, sorry, I'll put it in the show notes too, but just. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So yeah, so our, the nurse's way website is coming soon, working on that now. But in the meantime, the best way to get in touch with me is Facebook. Um, I, I'm very responsive to messages. I post a lot about the workshop just to my personal wall. And you can find me on Facebook. I'm Rachel Dick Plonka. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Um, and that's at Nurse Coach Rachel. Yeah. And then my website is, um, is coming. The, the Nurse's Way website is coming. We're working on that. I found you through Facebook groups. So I know that that's an easy way to access you is through Facebook. Oh, and I also have a Facebook group called Nurses Who Write. Nurses Who Write. Thanks, Rachel, for sharing that information. Like I said, I'll include it in the show notes. So it's easy for people to know where to find you. If you could offer one piece of advice for nurses who want to make a change, as we wrap up our time today with your stories about how you came to be your true self in nursing, how you, how you grew up, you know, in your dec- first decade of nursing, what would you recommend for people? What, what should they do to go forward and shine as who they really are? Such a great question. Um, I'm going to answer that with follow the fear. So believe it or not, I was a painfully shy child. I have not always been this outspoken. It's something that I've worked on and worked on and worked on. Um, I've always known that I had a lot to say, but I didn't know how to say it. And if something is scaring you, if something is frightening, go there, figure out why it scares you, um, work on it, you know, like have a growth mindset around your fears and, and try to see how you can take those fears and turn them into your superpower. Thank you. I love it. Take your fears and turn them into your superpower. People have made it through nursing school. And it's incredibly frightening once you get there and you realize everything that's expected to you, but you go and you grow through it. And really, you've talked about a growth opportunity that you've had and you're making it your reality now. Yes, yes. We can do hard things, especially nurses. We can do hard things, no question. And lastly, I just want to ask you, how does this all fit in your own self-care? Because you're going you've made life better for yourself and your family. How does this fit in your own self-care to do this? That's a a great question. So I'll be honest, it's been a bit of a juggling act this past year because I've been working the job, building the business, and I have three small children. But this is really cool because recently I was journaling in my morning pages um, about my schedule. And I was just Again, you can you can write anything in your morning pages. You can write a list of people you're mad at. You can just write over and over. I have nothing to write. It doesn't matter. The idea is that your pen is moving across the paper. But was what was coming up for me in my morning pages was what does my ideal schedule look like? You know, what do I want to do first thing in the morning? What time do I want to wake up? You know, where do I want to be when the kids get home from school? And it just that turned into this beautiful color coded schedule because I love school supplies and I love colors and I love art. From the morning pages, I was able to create a really nice schedule that um, I'm hoping to follow once I quit my job. And it's it's just a daily schedule. And I have budgeted, believe it or not, every single day I have budgeted three hours for self-care. We'll see if I'm going to be able to stick to it. But I think that's what nurses need. And especially nurse coaches who are doing such powerful work. 
um, you need to replenish yourself. You need to recharge. So um, yeah, I created the schedule and we'll, we'll see, we'll see, but um, self-care is super, super, super important um, component of my, of my growth and my success. Thanks, Rachel. I'm going to hold you accountable for coming back in about six weeks. So you can tell us how it's going and yeah. everybody will make sure, you know, when that episode part two, R- Rachel returns is about to air. Thank you, Thanks. Natalie. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me here. I, I had so much fun. Thank you for sharing. I love it. I love hearing about how you made your true self, who you are in your work and your life, because it's not easy. Hospitals really work hard to make you think the way they need you to think. And there's no other option. And it is a privilege to be a nurse and to have that license and to be on the front lines with sick people. Because we know in the hospital, it's all about sick care. So it's not always easy. It is an honor and a privilege. But it's not for everyone always in their lives as nurses. And you exemplify that. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe and tell your friends and colleagues about this podcast. Connect today with the CareerWise Nurse podcast community. Do this by emailing belong at careerwisenurse.com. That's B-E-L-O-N-G at careerwisenurse.com. Join the CareerWise Nurse Facebook group. A link is provided at the bottom of the page. Leave a review for this podcast. Scroll past the episodes where you will see write a review. I read every review because I want to know what you think, what you want to know, who you want to meet to help you live your best nursing life. Tap on the stars to rate this podcast. Thank you. Talk to you soon.